Well, hello. It's time for another Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations, or Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi, however you want to call it. I don't. I don't know what this show's called. I'm Drew Drogi. That's all I know. Hi. Um, okay. I I know I'm already turning into or or have already turned into you know the Andy Rooney of Burbank because uh, I love to talk about things in Burbank. I don't understand. I know we filmed this podcast in Burbank, um, and I'm I'm here a lot randomly. I don't live in I don't live in Burbank, and those of you outside of LA, it's it's just. I mean, it's just five minutes to north, uh, you know, of of Hollywood, where I do live. So it's not odd that I'm here a lot, but um, it's just odd to talk about it so much. I think, but it's it's a fascinating place. It really is because, like, where we shoot this, or not, we don't shoot this. We record this podcast rather is in a is in an older sort of section where there's a lot of mom and pop shops and it's very like old valley and then there's sections of Burbank that is just like it's with IKEA and Chevy's and Hooters and every just like ranch pit you can think of and it's super molly and you know you know what I mean by molly like a lot of it just seems like there are a lot of malls here you you get what I mean anyway um I I uh, have talked about uh, Chili John's and all the great things uh, <laughs> that this place has to store. I, I'm going to go off on a place that's terrible because I had a horrible experience and I felt deeply unsafe at this place. And I and I'm and I'm just using this as a platform to say, don't go here. OK, um, it, it's it's a restaurant called Riverside and it's on Riverside. It's actually in Toluca Lake, which is, you know, every every corner of of uh, LA has a different neighborhood or a different name. You, you, some place like, is this Los Feliz or Little Armenia? Uh, same, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so this is in Toluca Lake. It's the restaurant's called Riverside, um, and it it is it is horrifyingly bad. And I thought at first it was just a weird interaction with this super kooky bartender, um, but in, it became an entire uh, situation, and I. You know, it was it was awful. So anyway, I'm just going to explain my 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 story and from one moment to the next as you tell as you tell a story. Can you tell I'm nervous to go into this? But it was really bad. Um, so I go in. I was there for like a group function. So this this bar knew that there was going to be a group of us there, um, and so I got there fairly early. There were very few of us there yet. It was a very chill vibe. The place looks very much like a. Um, like a um like a like kind of outdoorsy kind of you know uh, you know, woodsy sort of a you know place, and they have like hamburgers and quesadillas. It's that kind of a place. It's you know, it's it's not um, fancy or anything, which which I love. I walked in and I was like, oh, it feels like it. it you know, I'm in a small town somewhere, and it's like a you know place where families go and eat and just you know do what they do. I don't know what people do anymore. Um, and so I went in and I uh, I ordered a drink at the bar. It was not that busy. I also have a thing when I go to a bar even rem- that's even remotely busy, my drink of choice is a bullet rye on the rocks, which is just grab that bottle that's got brown water in it and with a green label, pour it in a glass with ice, and that's what I drink. I'll sip on that. 
12 or 13 times a night. Deal with it. So I order that. It's also easy to make. It's the easiest thing. It's not doesn't require even getting out that gun and squirting some soda in it. You don't have to put a garnish with it. You don't have to light anything on fire. Don't have to crack an egg. I just am, I'm just going to order the easiest thing. So I order that, and this this bartender who is dressed like a 1940s, like she looks like Rita Hayworth, like with the hair, but it was like this bizarre like Hollywood reenactor, like the people that stand out on Hollywood Boulevard and say like, "Hi, I'm Snow White, and I'm Liza Minnelli, and we're gonna you know show you you know Lonnie Anderson's star or whatever." So um, anyway, she had this like really overdone quaffed long 1940s hair. Gorgeous, but odd. Like, to be working behind a bar, I was like, oh, interesting. And there are people that express themselves that that like to dress like vintage and whatever, of course. I'm great. Okay. So I ordered that. She seemed very confused and blinked her eyes a lot and kind of stared at me vacantly. And um, that took longer than the actual pouring of my drink. She went over and made my drink and then put it right next to her and then started doing intense work on her computer or like, you know, her, her screen in front of her and the drink is sitting right next to her, just sweating away. And she wasn't helping anybody else. And it looked like she was like getting caught up on, you know, I don't know, receipts or so. I don't know. So I was like, can I have my drink? And she acted super weird. She was like, what drink? And I was like, the drink you just poured, can I have that? And then, um, and, um, and she was like, well, there's, it's going to cost some, she said it costs $12 or something. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I would imagine it would cost something. And it was so it was super a, a bizarre interaction. So I handed her my um, credit card and she goes, would you like me to put it on this? And I was like, oh boy, this woman's just an idiot. I was like, yes, I didn't want to just show this thing to you. Uh, yes, that's what, you know, I didn't say that. I was like, okay, she's out of touch, whatever. So I got the drink then. I'm meeting people. It's getting a little bit busier. I go to get my second drink and she looks at me like she's never seen me before. Um, and then she said, and I, and um, so I ordered the same thing, bullet right on the rocks, would be great. And meanwhile, I'm with this whole group of people. Everyone's super chill. No one's being crazy. It wasn't that busy. This this place knew we were all coming. So anyway, I order a second drink and she was like, your name? And I was like, Drogi. And she was like, your first name? As if I just said the dumbest thing ever. And I was like, Andrew. And so she goes through on the computer and scrolling through on her computer and she's looking at me going, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I said, um, okay. Uh, and then... Uh, and then I said, uh, well, you have my card. And she said, I know, sweetie, but there's lots of people here. I have lots of names in my computer. I know, sweetie. I was like, wow. Finally, she sees it without any apology. I said, I, I just said, wow, that was really aggressive. Uh, okay. Uh, as she found it, she brings it over. I'm talking to more people. Meanwhile, there's a waitress coming through screaming at everyone. She has hot plates of quesadillas and, you know, and and nachos and, you know, fish sticks and ranch balls. And, you know, I mean, it was like this. this and she's screaming at everyone as if, like, you know, we, we're just, you know, in the middle of Hanoi or something. And there's <laughs> run for your lives. And so I was like, man, she's a lot. So. That's happening as well. And I was like, this place is bizarre because no, nobody is acting crazy but the people who work here, who are supposed to make our situation easier. And 
So I go over and um, I'm talking to a couple people and then I'm like, going to close out after my two drinks. I was like, all right, I'm going to go home for the night and I'm good. So I go and I'm standing to just get to just close out my tab. I feel this finger stab me so hard in the shoulder over and over and over again to where I was like being pecked to death. And I turn around and it's a Gresso waitress and she's standing there. She goes, I need to get right there. And I said, you know, excuse me works just as well as stabbing me. That actually really hurt. And she goes, I said, excuse me, but you didn't hear me. And I said, there's no reason for you to touch me like that. There's no reason for you to act so crazy. And then I screamed, is everyone that works here insane? Is everyone that works here horrible? Or something to that effect. At which point she throws up her hands and walks away. A manager comes up to me and says, sir, you got it. You can't talk to my staff like that. And I was like, listen, I'm never this person. And I and then it was I couldn't get out of it. It was like I was already like this. I was painted to be this horrible, insane psycho in there. And he was like, sir, please keep your hands down. Sir, keep your tone down. Your, your, your tone is very heated. No, you can't talk to my staff like that. And I was like, I've had the weirdest interactions. Meanwhile, other people at this thing were telling me that that crazy Weta Hayworth waitress told one friend like he ordered a beer and she and she looks at him and she goes I was hoping I could take a sip out of it before you looked and he was like what what do you mean by that is that a joke or did you really want a sip of my beer and he was like do you want to do you want a sip? And she was, she got all weird. And then, then they, somebody ordered a vodka and she goes, I don't know what anything is. And um, so like, it was this crazy situation and the manager was not at all taking care of us. And it was so crazy. Here's the thing. I worked in the service industry for so long. I was a terrible waiter. I, I, I was depressed not because that's what I was doing with my life at the time, and I and I think there is so much respect for people that who 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 wait tables or do do any. I really, I do. I was depressed because I was terrible at it, and I couldn't be good at it, and I was always in a. I had so many terrible nightmares about doing it because I was always yelled at. I did my very best, and I wasn't very good. So I go out of my way to be kind to. Uh, to bartenders, the waiter, everybody that does stuff because I know how hard it is. It is not a fun, easy job. People that do it well are magicians to me. Truly, I don't know. So I was like, I, I am not being this this garbage bag right now. You guys are. And I feel so uncomfortable right now. I feel so unsafe. And this manager at one point screams across the bar at, the, at, at Rita Hayworth, was like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. He's got to go. In front of the whole group that I was with, I'm beat red. I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, I'm sorry, you guys. I have to go. An idiot took forever to find my card again and to close me out. It was everything I could do to get out of there. I ran out. I was shaking i was so upset because i was like this is so unnecessary and so uncalled for and um you know uh so i i i am using this as a platform another thing too i've always i i will just say this i've always kind of rolled my eyes at like Yelp reviewers. I'm like, you're going to go on Yelp and write a review. I went on uh, Yelp. I downloaded the Yelp app just so that I could go on and write a review of this place because I was like, I can't call the manager because, you know, he's awful. And he's also the kind of guy who is not respecting these. Both of these women are young, attractive women who that's what it's about. He's not respecting them. He doesn't care for them. He's going to be horrible to them. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have their back. 
So all of that's happening, and I'm like, I am just going to seem like a crazy person the more I sort of complain, so I have to get out of here. So um, if you're ever in Toluca Lake, go anywhere but Riverside, the restaurant Riverside. There are plenty of other places on Riverside you can go. There's a lovely diner right next door called Patty's with an I. Go to Patty's, get a burger, enjoy your life. Oh my God! I'm sitting here with Andrew Carter and Jordan Firstman. Hey. Hi guys. Hey Drew. How are y'all? I'm pretty good. Good. I'm, I'm good. more than pretty good. More than pretty good. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's great. How how was the day going so far? It's beautiful. Great. I saw something on the way here that <laughs> this I, is reading like a Hemingway. Uh, uh, like, how are hello. you? How are you? How are you? Things good. are good and, and beautiful. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful and also good. And you? <laughs> I am fine and I am alive. <laughs> wait, um, wait. I saw something on the way here that the, like, I think about you all the time because any time I see something like disgusting, a, disgusting <laughs> I'm like, Drew would hate this. <laughs> and I just passed I just passed a store called Wanderlust Ice Cream. What? <laughs> and I Wanderlust was like, Ice Cream? Yes. Oh my God. What? Like, and there is nothing... That ice cream has to do with travel. Nothing like, to do with, no, absolutely not. Or with just ennui. Yeah. Or like whatever that means. They're just sort of like, oh, I'm bored. Uh, ice cream. Like, well, there is, there's also Wanderlust that are on La Brea. The yoga that, studio. That yoga studio that they that have. That makes like, more sense. They have delicious food, weirdly. But <laughs> the people there are as disgusting yeah. as you would imagine. Yeah. I mean, just in that very L.A. way where you walk in and it smells like cumin and or balls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like everything is like steamed spinach leaf, bone broth, $13 for, yes. a, for a sprig of hope. You know, and everything's just a lot. It's really it's a lot of um, energy there. And I think I was telling you, Andrew, one day before the show, I, I wanted to duck in there and grab food because it's really close to the the theater where right. we're doing our show and I was like I'm gonna grab some because they have, it's actually delicious mm-hmm. they have like you know yeah I love bone broth yeah and it's so great so I was like I'm gonna just do it and I went in there and it was just like just like the reek of hot yoga which mm-hmm. I've done many times and I love it when I'm doing hot yoga I'm expecting it when I'm running in to mm-hmm. grab food I'm like oh boy this is a lot I feel that way with peanut butter like if I smell peanut butter when I'm eating it I'm like I love that smell and if I smell oh, someone else eating yeah, peanut oh. butter like if someone's breath yeah, smells someone like peanut butter. The, oh yeah, that's it's true. It's the worst. It really smell. is. It's a really bad smell. I know. <laughs> that's um, shameful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to feel that way. To feel that way. I don't understand butter. people. My my mother uh, will eat peanut butter, but not peanut butter flavored things. Oh. And I That's don't so understand weird. that at all. I can't. That well, is one of the flavors that tastes exactly like I was the thing. That, exactly. Yeah. Like I was going to say, like it's just a little bit sweeter usually mm. than, but but like that's a pretty much the same thing. No, even if it has peanut butter in it, like peanut butter ice cream at Wanderlust ice cream. Yeah. yeah. She won't order it. Wow. And I don't get that. There's that a lot of things really, I don't get really about my mother. Up, that's really honestly. Yeah, your mother needs to get in here and explain herself. But like, banana. be careful what you wish for. You only have an hour. <laughs> she comes to the door like the Kool Aid. <laughs> um, she um uh, she's calling my mother a giant red a giant red, red, red pitcher pitcher. Of but she's Kool-Aid. so happy. Kid drink. She's, she's so, so happy. happy, and she's ready to get in the pool. I actually think she she might actually be flattered by that. So <laughs> I'll leave it up to her to decide. Um, I'll be cool. 
Kool-Aid. Fun. Um, what was I going to say about peanut butter? Oh, it's like banana, I understand. Grape, I understand. Because those don't flavors taste like don't it. taste anything yeah. like Cherry the real thing. It. Cherry, no, you know. Blue. Uh, blue. <laughs> blue. <laughs> the blue color. <laughs> the blue raspberry. Have you ever I, seen I a love... blue raspberry anywhere? No, no. no, no but I do love blue raspberry anything. It's just such garbage <laughs> it's, delightfulness. It's just like syrup. Yeah, because it's just pure, pure syrup. nastiness. But I went into that Wanderlust place in LA and I was going to get something. And they were they had these really weird hours and they were like, we only serve lunch from 2.30 to 3 or something. And it was like, so I missed the cutoff. And all they had was like these like, just like, just like a to go, you know, like wraps that were mm-hmm. like cucumber wrapped and, you know, in with carrots and, and bars wishes and bars and I was like well that's mm-hmm. not dinner and so I'm gonna get out of here but there was a man in line so grossly harassing this woman but in the douchey LA way which was just like the you know when I'm in this class I just feel so mm-hmm. it just feels so tantric do you know what I mean it just feels so Ugh. awake and I don't know my body just feels really great and I'm looking at everyone's bodies and how beautiful they are and I just noticed your body like yeah. it was this and gross and she's like okay that's 3.99 yeah that's- exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird I it had was- no idea that you were listening in on my conversation <laughs> I heard it I heard it and it was garbage and you're a terrible person <laughs> and if you were in Buffalo New York you'd be doing that over a plate of wings and beer but here yeah. it's like it's all the same it's all the, it's same. All the same it's so funny I was like this guy is doing the same thing that any like you know, douchey guy would do it at a bar, but he's doing it on LA yeah. terms and he's using all these, you know, Ayurvedic massage, yeah. all these words he's it using. It feels like, worse though no. because he, like, he's tricking us into thinking oh, he's yeah. not doing that. And he ended up being like really woke. Like, I was yeah. ready for him to talk about like Black Lives Matter yeah, or something yeah, yeah. while he's trying to seduce this woman. I was just doing yoga and thinking about all the black lives that matter. <laughs> and and, there, and most of them mattered to me when I was doing that yoga, if not all. Most of them. <laughs> There were actually no black people in the yoga class. No, of course no. not. No no no, 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 no. No, that's what. That's all it is. That's the best part of it. It's like it's just, it's just awful white people that are like really, just so aware and you know. And I'm like, oh, he's I like, love that oh, we've no, made no. him racist now. Like no part oh, of the story was no, racist. <laughs> it's like we've just made him a racist. He's an oppressor. <laughs> um, you know. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Then he started beating her. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I left, didn't see like, it. Yeah. I left, but I think he. I think he probably started hitting her. Well, that's and he got away. He got off. Yeah, exactly. He got off. That's how they make the bone broth. (laughs) Real bones. Real bones. I do want to say, I have to say this, uh, wanderlust is my favorite word in the English language. Is it really? Absolutely. Have you seen the movie, the David Wayne movie, Wanderlust? Uh, Yeah, the Paul Rudd. Yeah, I actually really like that movie. That movie kind of came and went, and people don't know about it or talk about it, but I think it's really fun. And Jennifer Aniston is great. Jennifer Aniston's great great at it. And that was the first time I realized how much the camera does love her like she is she every shot that she is in that movie she just looks so incredible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean yeah. she's also really funny but she is really I, funny i don't mean too. to just talk about her wow life, are you the guy at the wanderlust just like, her body her body like, was really <laughs> was so free <laughs> jordan is like way hot for jennifer aniston that's yeah. that's a but i think i didn't realize i didn't realize how beautiful she was because like when you grow up with someone you're you don't right. think of them as hot you think right. of them as like famous right sure sure and that that happened with nicole kidman like i feel like people from my childhood i'm like oh they're they're beautiful right 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 i remember the first time i saw michelle pfeiffer in person and i was like that's my first thought was that is the most beautiful woman i've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life and then it was like oh my god that's michelle pfeiffer like it yeah. was just it was stunning how 
like you know i was it was in a crowd of people and she just stood out yeah. like it was like whoa it gives um, you no hope. You're no just hope. like you're just like oh that. So that's what it. You just have to be. You that. just have to be that. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was the same way when I saw him. I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. that is like a that is you know there's an there's a whole other thing going on. Yeah, there. it's yeah, not yeah. just like it's oh, a heat hot. yeah. I was yeah. in line at a, a coffee shop on uh, Melrose, and there was a woman in front of me. She had a bright yellow canary yellow um, trench coat on and a big fancy hat. Okay, so you were behind me. And <laughs> I know, that was well. you. Okay. It might have been you. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, I mean, bright, bright colors. And so just f- even from standing behind, I was like, okay, this person has an, has something to say. This person has an image. You <laughs> know? attention. Yeah. And, uh, and she, she pays at the register, places her order, and she turns around, and it is this stunning face, this face that is just beaming sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. I'm exhausted by her already. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives me this little smile and nod of the head and she and she walks past like me a, yes i am it was um it was naomi watts oh wow and yeah, it took me a while it took me a minute to register i was like naomi campbell oh, naomi watts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> naomi okay, watts. Yeah. yes yes it took me a minute just to identify her because uh-huh. i'm i'm pretty bad about that if i see somebody that is famous but she in said public. i'm naomi watts <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i'm naomi watts <laughs> i was just so impressed yeah, by yeah. Uh, the way she carried herself mm-hmm. and the way that she really looked amazing and it and it wasn't it was a beautiful woman it wasn't yeah. a celebrity it wasn't right, a right, famous right. movie yeah. star yeah. it was a a woman who had confidence and who had strength and had yeah. you know you could clearly tell even if she wasn't who she was that I, it was somebody i would have wanted to act, to sit down and talk to and yeah. find out yeah if she was a lawyer you'd be like she's doing exactly what she wants she's to do with her right. life you know yeah i love that there yeah. is something about like when absolutely stunning people dress in a really big way that annoys me because <laughs> i'm like you have one like you you don't need like all the stuff like give like the less good looking people the stuff <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I love that. Because I always am like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's something that really attractive about confidence, you oh, know, sure. that I always am like, wow, they are just so, you know, um, and because uh, I feel like I'm just like always tripping over my feet and going, oh, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. And uh, so when somebody just kind of walks in and it is like, really confident, I'm, I immediately will turn on someone if it's someone I don't like. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I'll be like, ugh, you know, but if it's somebody that, you know, you're like, so I, I don't know. I guess I, I. It's intriguing. Yeah, yeah. That kind of energy, that kind of vibrance. I, you know, I was can draw also just raised to, to like never to not respect that mm-hmm. and to never have that in me. I mean, I was it. it I was so raised to just to have so much like, uh, don't get above your raising. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're better than that. You're no better than anybody else, which is great, you know, in a lot of ways, you know. But there also there's a part of me that's like. I've had to really work on like self-confidence because I've just yeah. always been told like don't ever act like you're the shit. You but know what also, I mean? But also also we're gay us too, sorry. Um, sorry Andrew. Andrew I'm, and not, I are gay. I'm not sorry. And <laughs> it's 2017 boys. It's time we Oh my god. But it's and... like it's like we have Coexist. to like we have everyone's telling us we're not good our whole lives. So like right. when we see I think like it's a huge thing that I see in mm-hmm. gay people is like mm-hmm. when someone is truly confident like 
I'll even find myself turning against them yeah. because like of the own shame oh. in myself. Well, and, like, and that's the thing that gay men do to each other yeah. because there's a perceived confidence. I know in you and me, both yeah. of us and a lot of our friend, a lot of us that, you know, are doing things and, and just, and we're also just like, we walk into a room and we're like the life of the party yeah. and it's like our own like tap dance, love me, love me, mm-hmm. love me. But it can be perceived as confidence, but and, and, by, and and so we're the we're these prime targets to get knocked down by yeah. gay men yeah. who kind of want to let us know that we're not all that, yeah. and they could easily, you know, and it's very, it's really it's it's tricky. It's and hard. I have a huge I have a huge like complex that like I am like definitely still dealing with. But when like a hot person is getting too much attention at a party, I'm like I'm pissed at them. <laughs> I'm like, you don't deserve this. I'm the one making the jokes right now. People like, like every, and, and especially when they're like, people are laughing at them, laughing mm-hmm, at their mm-hmm, bad jokes because mm-hmm, they're hot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Well, it's like why we're like, oh, Ivanka Trump's not that bad. I'm like, yeah. no, she's hot. Yeah. That's why, you know, yeah. M- Melania's hot. Like, yeah. they're horrible people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'd, yeah. I'd give them ish. both a, a hard ish. <laughs> but don't you think it's why? It's like, oh, these mm-hmm. women, they really, they were, you know, they're making, cho- yeah. no, they're making choices. They're, yeah. they're definitely turning blind eyes and they're doing things. They, they could, they could be doing it. You know, but we definitely have the thing where somebody is, if someone's mildly attractive and they're like, say something mildly humorous, mm-hmm. it's just oh, hilarious go to us. Insane. Same. But also, you and I, you know, we're we're uh, to plug our own thing. You know, years ago, it's, it's been years. Years now. now. We did a, a short film called The Disgustings, and we played the two most horrible people in L.A. And it was, you know, and and Jordan wrote you that. Played yourselves. It, played ourselves. Yeah. Right. Well, we basically were like, what is like every th- horrible person put, mm-hmm. wrapped up? And and Jordan wrote this and handed it to me, and I'm like, this is hilarious. And and it is in us. Yeah. So it's a complicated thing. It's not just like, but ultimately, it's. It's like a corrective. It's like don't be these people. We yeah. literally named you, you. Literally named the show the Disgustings, yeah. and there are people that afterwards that would come up to us and go, "Oh my god, that's so me so and my me. friend," and we're like, "Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. I'm so sorry." Didn't a very famous person <laughs> say that to you? I won't say her name, but it's the exact, oh, yeah. exact uh-huh. person uh-huh. that you would yeah, expect. Absolutely, to be. yeah, 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 yeah. I just now realized that yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, you're like that's really yeah bizarre. You chose you, know? you didn't take the you right didn't thing get away. The, you didn't get the right message. It's just like you know, it's you know, yeah, you know. It, and like I, I also like don't don't be like the nicest person in the world. Like right. have some judgment and be sure. like and like have an opinion about things. But like I think we're gay men are super guilty of like we are catty mm-hmm. because but and it is a defense mechanism absolutely because we have to protect ourselves or we'll die <laughs> 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 or someone will kill us I know um, well we also had to learn how to do, in some mm. way have some defense mechanism early oh, on oh yeah like I, I was like oh once I was like, I mean, I was so quiet at home, but then I was always getting in trouble. Like I was getting mm-hmm. really bad conduct grades from like second and third grade because I was like, I know how to make people laugh. Yeah. And I would disrupt a class constantly because I was like, I know how to make people laugh and then they'll all like me. And then it just is like keeps from getting beat up mm-hmm. all the way through high school, you know, and yeah. then I was like, I really I was like, I was popular in high school because. People thought it was funny. And you now know? all I know how to do is make fun of people. Exactly. And like, that's right. my only attribute to right. the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and it's, but it's good to, it's good to have those, those like strong feelings about things. But I find myself like when I'm, especially because we hang, we hang out with a lot of gay people, we don't see, it's just part of the norm for us. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in a big straight group, I get this feeling like people are like, oh, he's negative. 
And I'm like, oh, maybe I oh, am I negative. think there's that too. And I think also like you hang out with a lot of comedy people yeah. whose, whose normal vibe is just to be like, you know, is to have this the barbs out. And mm-hmm. I don't think realize it until I bring somebody around yeah. who's not in that world. And they're like, oh my God, you guys are all <laughs> ang- hateful, angry people. I'm like, not really. Yeah. I-, I was like, I know it can be perceived that way, but everybody's just, you know, yeah. everyone, you know, and we're just like sharpening our talons. But, yeah. You know. And isn't that where we've landed in our Twitter feuds and, yeah. and all the, you know, anybody has the power to say anything they want now. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you know, we're all under attack all the time. Everything we do is under scrutiny. It's under, you know, whether you're gay or straight, black, white, female, male, it doesn't really matter. The truth is, is that everybody has an opinion and now a some platform to express that opinion and we're doing and, it in and people nasty, think that nasty everybody ways. wants to hear their opinions all mm-hmm. the time i mean there's some people that just that voice these opinions that i'm like that was really wasn't mm-hmm. worth says the host of his own thing. podcast absolutely yeah. but, but drew does people want to hear my yeah. opinions i mean it is true though <laughs> like be realistic but you know like, but it's i mean it's like the people that comment on facebook about things and you're like you didn't have to say that like there was yeah. literally no there was no opinion expressed there but it comes off like you know uh, joke it, co- joke comments oh, I literally Facebook. thought you were going to say Joe somebody like you're going to name somebody specifically <laughs> oh, he, like, he's the Joe worst Swanberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, he comments on all my stuff oh my god I'm um, so annoyed That's but like jo- you know when someone they, like there are so many people that try to make a joke on your joke yes and it's like no this was no, the no, joke no, it had a beginning joke. middle and end that like, was it that just, was it just like it or say haha and now yeah, it's gotten to the point where where you have to like in your actual original post, you have to write no snark. Yeah, oh, I know. You know? I, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, hey, God. I'm really asking. Well, I'm I at a point it. where I'm like, if you don't get it, I can't explain it to yeah. you. I'm 40 years old and I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, I'm moving on. Yeah. So I just am like, I just don't care if it's, if, if it, you don't understand the point of whatever yeah, I'm going, I'm not or, going or, you know, back. if you're offended or triggered, uh, congratulations. Yeah. You have feelings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, well, I want to talk. I want to hear um, stories or, or uh, revelations, or I don't know what you guys are going to tell me. Who who wants to go first? Gosh, oh, I don't go care. for it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, it yeah, it's where we've already been like talking about kind of stuff that like I've been thinking about, but I feel this is more of like a a, a thing I've been feeling and not a story. Great, great, I love it. But like in the last like eight months. I've been like really obsessed and jealous of like 18 year old artists. Really? Yeah. Wow, 18. Yeah. Specifically like 18 this, like, or, or millennial or. Like young, young. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. not but millennial. Jordan's it's millennial. It's, it's like, I mean, yeah, because but... I, I am millennial and like I'm, I'm not old, but like this is the first year that like my life has like transitioned into adulthood. Like I have. I like am working more and I have a boyfriend and a dog and like it just feels more adult. So I'm like you're seeing screwed, this like 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're done for. I know. Done. It's kind of true. But like yeah. I, I, it's making me think that like I, I'm, it's, it's the rawness of like the, mm-hmm. the things that they're saying. And like there are a few like rappers in particular that like I've just become so like neurotically obsessed with. Like in a good way? Like you think they're, it's great or you're like, yeah. more like, what are they doing? What, what, you know? No, I'm, I love them. And uh-huh. like I'll just like get so emotional listening to them. And like, and then it's like, oh, did I 
Because you know, like, when I was, like, super young, I, like, always wanted to be old. Right. And so, right. like, I feel like I missed my, like, raw expression of, like, feeling what I'm feeling by wanting to be old. And so I'm, like, looking at these, like, kids oh, who are, like, feeling saying. exactly what they're feeling and putting it into art. And it's, like, messy and raw and, like, cool. Uh-huh. Because I uh-huh. was never really cool. I, like, missed the cool... It depends how you define that word. Right. But, like, but, I would never have, like, a vice show. No, me either. Of course not. I and mean, so I totally I've been, like, that. jealous of those those right. people recently. Right. I mean, I wonder if... First of all, I, I will say that as someone who is uh, much older than you are, like, you never lose that mm-hmm. time. I know it feels like... I mean, I remember feeling like... I mean, I always go back to where I, when I turned 22, it was like, the worst birthday of my life because yeah. I felt so old, <laughs> yeah. which really makes me laugh <laughs> now. But I was like, what have you done with your life? You've, you're, you're a loser. Mm. You're still in college. You've done <laughs> nothing. You know, I was like, 21, I guess, yeah. is this big milestone, yeah. I guess, with the drinking. But you really feel like, I'm an adult now, I guess, at 21. But at 22, I was like, I need to get out of here. I need mm. to do something with my life. Um, you know, and then I had like a, I, and I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to go a lot into it, but a big crisis at 28 when I was like, I haven't done all the things. Yeah. And then now, like I said, I just turned 40 and I'm like, I will say, you know, yes, I, you know, I, I remember being in my twenties and being like, I don't want to be that old man that's running naked through a desert to have it, to force an experience. Cause mm-hmm. I feel so old doing that or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, I need yeah, to yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I want to have my raw expression. I'm too old for that. I remember feeling that at 20. in in my twenties, yeah. you know? And I think that's a part of it because we, uh, you know, we do idolize the older perspective mm-hmm. all our lives. We've looked up to be, I mean, like, I want to be that, I want to be yeah. that wise. I want to be that experienced. I want to talk from a place of, of, you know, having lived yeah. as opposed to just being this like, uh, you know, free spirit, you know, and I always resented. And I think also for me, like as the as the older child, um, my younger brother was always the cute one and the funny one in the family. Uh-huh. And like so he could get away with so much stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. had to be the responsible one, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. you know, and it's so funny because like my brother and I dynamics not like that at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But like. He, there's always that thing where I, I don't, like you said, you have a problem with the cute person at the party. I can have a thing about young souls that I can look at and go, and, the, and they're young souls who are deep in their 60s. So it's yeah. not about how old they actually are, but just that sort of like mm-hmm. wide-eyed innocent. I'm just living in an, in a moment yeah, and experience that I get really irritated yeah. by because I think it's wrapped up in that because you go, mm-hmm. ugh. But I envy it in another way too is I'm like, to be that free yeah. and not to and of not course. to be hung up in your head. Yeah. You know? I'm like, it's it's hung me up like socially, romantically, yeah. all kinds of things because I'm always thinking too much, you know? And yeah. I'm like, then I look at people that are just like, you know, if you, you know, I don't know why this is my reference now, but like Sarah Jessica Parker in LA <laughs> Story, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that kind of a character, that kind of a person who's just like, you know, and, and you kind of, you know, I, I look at that in in envy and uh, rage at the yeah, same time. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to be it, but also right. like you want like a slice of it. Like maybe sure. for like a day, you would want to have that like innocence. Right. And and just lack of brain activity. Yeah, I know. Getting in the way. I feel like a perpetual man child. Mm-hmm. I think I fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the people that I respect and admire, it's funny you mentioned L.A. Story because Steve Martin is at the top of that list. Yeah. But his Me humor, too. especially, you know, when he was coming up, is man-child Completely. humor. Mm-hmm. And I'm, there's new age man-child humor, the, the Sandler, Apatow kind of, mm-hmm. which some of it works, some of it doesn't. Same with Steve Martin. But 
I was always drawn to that. I was always, always drawn to this adult who just didn't quite fit, fit in. in or didn't quite understand uh, the social, you know, behaviors that were expected of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I'm in my mid 30s. I'm still. I'm trying, Mom. I'm also trying to do the the grown up thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I my my girlfriend just moved in. We have a cat. You know, it's like. Okay. They have the best cat in the world. Let's really? oh, thank you. And you have a great girlfriend too. She's, yeah, she's right. whatever. No, she's the, the best. She's wonderful. She's, she's amazing. fantastic. But she's I'm also delight. trying to adult a little bit. And yet my nature, my inherent nature is to play mm-hmm. and to be spontaneous and be free and it gets harder and harder I think as you tack on years. And I also just don't think I mean I think the grass is always greener. I don't think you can yeah. ever do everything right because you know, there there are people that say to me, like, oh, my God, you know, you're doing all these things. You're always busy. You're always yeah. doing things. I'm like, I'm also not in a relationship and not even trying mm-hmm. to be. Like, yeah. I would love to, but I don't put any effort towards mm-hmm. it. I don't have an animal. I have boxes of books and yeah. things stacked up in my apartment that I've lived in for two years. I haven't painted a wall. Like, I have so many adult things that I need to do. I still basically live my life like I'm 16 yeah. in that way that I get up in the mornings. And I, I like go to class in some way or a meeting or something, mm-hmm. and I have rehearsal at night or a show at night, yeah. and that's pretty much what I've done. Does which it, is cool. Does it bother years. you, or is, are you comfortable there? Living yes there? and no. I mean, it doesn't. I I love it. I mean, like I I think about like I uh, you know I remember thinking like I just want to do this forever, and I'm getting to do it forever, which is great. Yeah. Um, I do have a big picture concern where I'm like, I really want to be in a relationship. Yeah. I really want to put that out there. I don't have time. And it's like, I don't carve out the time. And when I, when I have like gone out and gone on dates and stuff, I'm like, oh, get this done. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to be the one who's going to be a nervous rack and weird and not know what I'm doing. And I get there and I'm like, I'm so bored and yeah. I just get away. And I, I could be to... unpacking boxes right now. I could be unpacking, exactly. Or in rehearsal, I could be, I could <laughs> yeah. be learning. <laughs> Yeah. lines from my new play like you know so it's like there's that as well I'm like I I, I want to be realistic I don't want to turn down opportunities for like major life things to happen right. like I don't want to I, I, I would hate to be like God I let the, I let the one get away or a one get away at some point and by just by being too selfish yeah. but I am very selfish I mean it's like I, I all I do is, is look we, at what to I do, to do this with our lives it's, to do what yeah. we do yeah. and I can go out on a Tuesday night and stay out till two in the morning and I'm and then I mean you know I'm fine and I don't mm-hmm. have to answer to anybody and mm-hmm. I don't have you know and I can do that and it's you know, because we live when we live in Peter Pan City, it's like where you know, it's like everybody here has that sort of thing. Like yeah. any other part in the world, people are like, "What are you doing? Like, go home. It's a week, you know, or whatever." Yeah. And we just don't. So I think we struggle with that constantly. And I think as creative people, you know, people create all different times in their lives. Mm-hmm. And some people make their best work when they're eighteen. 18 yeah. Some people make their best work when they're seventy. You know, and you just don't. And I think you always kind of look at it and go, "Ugh." To be that person, to be doing what yeah. they're doing, and it's very difficult because I was to de- compare yourself. It's impossible. Con- I mean, you're and, constantly doing it. Yeah, there's there's no escape from it. But the the one person that I compare myself the most to is is myself, my my younger self, my my teenage self, mm-hmm. my twenties self. You know, even my five year old self. Mm-hmm. What was I thinking? Why, you know, why wasn't I built, you know, why wasn't I making things or building blocks? And of course I was, but I don't know that it was necessarily all a conscious 
decision. And now I feel like I'm making those conscious decisions or at least trying to right. more. Well, that's all you can do because other, otherwise you're just going to be miserable. Like, why didn't I? And how quite, you know, why yeah, did I? You know? I just compare myself to, you know, Jane Goodall. Uh huh. Harvey Moses. Firestein. <laughs> <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Moses, of course. <laughs> Uh, Harvey Firestein and Jane Goodall <laughs> and, and Moses and Moses. I, I, Those I are like the think, people I get. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I I kind of get all of that, actually. <laughs> weirdly, um, <laughs> no, but I think that's true. I mean, I think it's interesting, and I do. I do try you look to stay... back at. Uh, do you like look at young, like it's like young artists, and you're like good for them I like, am always really impressed when I mm-hmm. like things that are way younger yeah. than me and I'm always like I try to stay open to that because because when I was in that age I hated everything because you know when, when I was 18 to 24 well, probably mm-hmm. maybe not that old but I you know you, you live in that weird like you know collegiate cloud of oh if I hate on this it's I'm smarter I'm smarter yeah uh, but also I really do go back to stuff, and I, I would be interested to see like what would happen if a movie like Goodwill Hunting came out now. Because mm-hmm. I hated anything like that. I hated anything that was like faux, um, you know, intellectual, um, intellectual, intellectual. But like that was that was like so like uh, triumph of the spirit kind of thing. Uh-huh, I, I really uh-huh. didn't enjoy that yeah. at the time. I hated Rent. I hate it to this day. Like nineties <laughs> yeah. stuff well, rent, like that. Rent is, is bad. It's, it's garbage. It's, bad. it's garbage. Uh do you I don't know, do you like rent, Andrew? No. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. There's I mean no, not good, but no, I know a lot of people really like it. There's but no just, soft smart spot in your heart for rent. Nope. I will say this. I will say about rent. I when I watched it, and I have seen it twice yeah. on stage, because you know, um, I think it would be a lot of fun to be in it. Mm, I'm like, right. this looks like it would be really fun to yeah. be in. I think it is complete shit. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I, I think mean, it's just so the, false. the ideas that uh, behind it are like, they don't make sense. They make no sense. <laughs> They're assholes. Yeah. They, they don't like, pay their rent. They don't pay like, their rent. And yet, like, uh, just, just you have to pay your rent. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you like, know, and yet a basic, and basic yeah. attribute. But also there was a, there was a movement in the nineties where everybody was, you know, coffee house uh-huh. and really bohemian and anti and anti money making. Uh-huh. And if you made money doing what you did, you're a sellout. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and that idea irritates the shit out of me because it's oh like, my God. you're not making any sense. Yeah. Like, you know, and you're, <laughs> you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And it's like, there are times that like, I love visiting San Francisco and I love seeing things, but I sometimes I go to San Francisco and I'm like, you guys get your take shit a bath to get, and get yeah, a job. I'm I sorry. hundred percent agree. So, and I'm, and I'm so sorry to people. In, but like, I, I love the city, but it just, there's yes. a sense of like, we're because, because you know why I feel that way as I feel like when I go there, all they want to do is shit on LA when they when they hear you're from there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I love your city. I think your city's gorgeous, but they kind of look down on LA because they think that you're just like a walking ad for Doritos. You yeah. know what I mean? You're such, and I'm like, you know yeah, what? I would take that sure, money. Sure, <laughs> I'll take that money, and I'll and I'll try to make that good reminds shit with me, it. guys. We should totally do a Doritos uh, commercial for the Super Bowl next year. Oh, oh my oh, god! I, <laughs> should, all the coolest people yes, I know yes, make, yes, make a Doritos <laughs> commercial. Oh my god! But I think that's that what is, you do in LA. That's so. what you do. That's what you yeah. do. That is one of the like things I think is good about millennials is like there's this there's this like hustler mentality mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they're like I don't I'll make that money like making that money yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah, like yeah. a thing absolutely and it's cool like yeah. it's not 
Because, yeah, because the, the Gen X is thing so is a Gen Y thing or whatever I am. I don't know. I'm sort of in whatever. Posers that. and sellouts. It's Everything is so like reality bites, you know? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, into yeah. that sort of thing where it's just like, you know. I, it's victim-y, too. Yes, and, like, it is. It's like, well, and it's lazy. Yeah. It's like, I, I, you know, it's like if you've gone out there and done something, mm-hmm. there's some part of you that's kind of shitty. Yeah. You know, it's supposed yeah. to like, you know, and, and I, I just... Um, uh, you know, it's, if it's, it's not if if like your work isn't at all self-effacing, then it it's bad art in my mm-hmm, opinion. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of that, a lot of those movies are like the world is against me, man. Yeah, they're very earnest. Like, yeah, it's like the yeah. filmmaker is saying, "This is me. Yeah, this was me. I'm the hero <laughs> of my story." And I'm like, yeah. I only want to meet somebody who is the asshole of their yeah. own story. Yes, you know, and that's why you know I'm like I. That's why I will you know prefer. Margot at the wedding, or one mm. of those kind of movies where you're just like, yeah. yes, please, yes, because that person's awful, and that's what the movie's saying. Like, look how this, you know. Well, he and, did. He, I mean, like, he, I feel like he was that. What's his first movie? Noah uh, Baumbach. Yeah, uh, the which is like Not exactly Squid and the whale, but no, you. Was, um, oh yeah, the yeah, college yeah. kid Parker Posey, and like they they just yep. graduate college. Day trippers. No. no. Oh God. I don't know, but oh. I know what you're talking about. But like, that's a movie. He's always been good. So like, yeah. he actually like makes fun of. Of those of the absolutely. college people, yeah, absolutely. Whereas every other one of those movies it's is like, just this like, is us. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. The sad um, thing is, is that I mean, the sadness to that is that these people you're talking about, these these youngsters, these kids, uh, they're spending all their time, you know, filming themselves. Yes. And so the, what they're producing, what they're putting out there, is very much the same thing. It's just more immediate. It's just happening in the moment, you know, it's saying, this is me, this is my life, this is what I'm doing, but not necessarily, and I'm not trying to generalize, but not necessarily making a statement about the state of affairs or the world or how we can be better people. I I don't know if I agree with that, because I think that as, as readily available, the access to like the putting out material and content is there's also access to information in a way that wasn't that wasn't there before and so they're smarter and they all three of us could not remember Noah Baumbach's first movie and mm-hmm. none of us picked up our phones to check it mm-hmm. that was a moment that just <laughs> let's call out that. Moment. I do like that on the show because I don't. I purposely don't yeah, yeah. look at notes. I keep wanting to say it's a disaster, but it's not. It's no, not. it's not that. That's David, that's Russell. David Russell, Russell, and that's one of the best movies ever made. Um, yeah, I do think it is hard. I, I, I Andrew, I do understand. I see your point. Like, there's no, there's no distance for reflection. It's mm-hmm. like immediately yeah, it's yeah, yeah. up, and so. For me, like I, I'm like I need usually a lot of times to go. I need to think back on mm-hmm. a, an experience in my life. That I tell a lot true. of stories from ten or or more years ago because I look back and go, oh my god, that must have been what that was about, uh-huh. you know. And in the moment when you immediately put something up, you don't have that that sort of distance. And it is interesting because and I get. I, I mean, I think nobody nobody has it right. It's grass is no. always greener yeah. because. You know the thing that I that I that I love and that drives me crazy about millennials is how emotional they are. I'm mm-hmm. like I love how emotionally open they are. They they don't see they don't see black and white. They don't see you know this or that. They don't they have a very open minded thing, but they're very emotional and they're ve- in, a, in a way that you know and and it just you know it's like it's a good and a, mm-hmm. you know it's like uh, you know and then sort of older than that where you know and and also you know m- sort of my 
generation like comes right out of the 80s and so I know why 90s happened because the 80s were so decadent and about winning yeah, and about yeah, achieving yeah. things and about making money and about all and, and we just saw the pigs that our that our parents yeah, all were yeah. and we were like not that you know we're yeah. not going to be the you know and so you know we are like the you know the children of Elm Street you know essentially in the mm. sense that we're like we're the we're, flannel wearing right, we're going to be like we're not going to be we're, you know our, our, our the, the sins of our of our elders are not going to happen to us so we're going to yeah exactly we're going to be grunge and then you and, look at you look at like a post 9-11 world yep. which is so shut down and so closed yep. off and you look at the movies that were made in 2001 to 2005 and they're all garbage yep. and like so that probably made a generation want to be more emotional and want to be yes. more real and like right. say things and connected and, yeah. and seeing people from all around the world and and social media and internet has mm-hmm. changed how we how we know and see people. Yeah. So we've solved life. About that. <laughs> Andrew. Yes, sir. Hi. Hi. Talk to me. Do you have a story or, or, or a... a little bit of both? Man, this was this was tough. This was, was tough. It? Yeah, because you know. I you like you just said you reflect a lot you tell a lot of stories you get up on stage you do storytelling events and and the biggest storytelling events <laughs> in the world <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't do that quite as yeah. much but uh I was thinking I've been thinking a lot about um uh just I'm having a hard time I I try to be a nice guy I work really hard at it because I I think that inherently you are there's a nice guy. yeah but I you think inherently this. there's some there's some you know we were talking confidence there's some drive yes. that that brings about some nastiness in, within me but I'm always trying to be nice or at least do the right thing and that got me thinking that I have never been in a fight I have never been wow. in a fist fight or a tussle or a scrap of, of any kind. But it reminded me that there was one time where uh, I, was, I was living in Chicago. It was, was probably 10 years ago, if not more. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of my buddies and I, we went out for a, a big night out in Chicago. We went to the bars. We had a lot of drinks. And of course, where do you go? You go to the taco house, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to the taco of house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> we get all of our tacos. One of our guys is still at the counter ordering his food. And we're sitting in a booth. And this random drunk person sits down in the one empty seat at our booth and starts shoving food into his mouth. His own food or your food? His food. Okay. But he was not part of our group. Uh Uh-huh. And we all sort of turned to him and we were like, uh, what the fuck, buddy? You know, like, you can't sit here. And he's just, and he was real drunk. And then our friend comes over. And he's like, hey, can I sit down with my friends? And this guy just kind of ignored him. And we got a little riled up. And finally he said, who's going to make me? And one of my buddies said, your mama's going to make you, right? <laughs> oh, God. This was a while ago. I'm so uncomfortable this hearing this because like, these moments are just and, the worst no one's, ever. No one's no good one's, in no this one's story. Good. No one's no, good. I know, I know. And it's about to get worse. <laughs> so he says, your mama. And this guy says... Nobody talks about my mama. Oh, and he picks God. up a can of Pepsi <sighs> and throws it at my friend. And we're at a booth. This is this is short really range. Close. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really yeah. close range. Chucks a can of Pepsi <sighs> at my friend. Holy shit. Before I even knew what was happening, I had thrown, because he was sitting next to me, I had thrown my elbow to the right and jacked him in the face. And he fell to the ground. And then my buddy who was standing trying to get his seat 
laid a couple more punches down on him. All I did was throw the elbow, and it was not meditated. It just happened. Right, 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 right. Then he sort of pulled himself outside, and he had a bunch of friends who were all pounding on the glass, telling us to come outside and face them and all this stuff. And we were like, no, we're good. We're going to eat our tacos. And uh, we went outside, and after we had finished, that was the scuffle. That was the whole thing. And all of these kids, all of these guys were face down on the ground. The cops had showed up, and they had resisted something with the cops. It had nothing to do with us. But this whole group was being arrested right in front of us, and we stepped over them and ran across the street and got into a cab and left. Wow. It was it was a pretty wild, pretty wild night. But I'm thinking I just was thinking about it. Like that's the only time I've ever had that kind of interaction. I'm actually very proud of that. I think that's a a good trait, a good quality to not yeah. have been in a fight. Right. But it makes me wonder how, how did I learn that or or where did I where did I come to this place where I'm not going to resort to that immediate instinct, which is in all of us, right. as evidenced right. by my elbow throwing. Right. It's in there. But yeah, it's crazy to, that that sense of, and it's so funny you're bringing this up because I'm going to... Uh, um, because you beat somebody up on the way here? Yeah. Always. <laughs> I hit a lot of people. You hit someone um, with your car and just I am, you know, I am, I am pretty, I am, uh, Jordan, and you both know this about me. I'm, I can be, I can be fucking mouthy. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I just get to where it's, it, I have my dad in me and there are moments where I just I will just fucking say things Mm -hmm. and I and I'm talking in my intro today a a story which you guys can hear later but it is the same sense of like I was in a whole situation recently this week where I felt really unsafe because everybody was crazy it's like one thing when Mm -hmm. you're with one crazy person and you're dealing with it but you do have that thing in you where you're like you feel so like sour in your stomach and you're like there's an animal in me mm. and like without thinking I'm gonna you're gonna throw an elbow and this guy said you don't know where this is gonna go no it's idea it's terrifying and it's like and exhilarating yeah you sure oh you're, yeah I'm sure when you got in the cab you guys were just like uh, you know you were up for hours just like absolutely you know but you you're also like um you know you're like what what would I do if put in a situation like that how would I and I'm I'm terrified of what I would do or what I wouldn't do. I don't know. Yeah. It's like at any point you're like, you just, you know, and it's it's what's fascinating about the, the human mind and body and spirit. Because yeah. it's like at certain a certain point you will, there's something that just takes over. Just like with, you know, there are just times that you just, you know, you'll hear stories of people when they, you know, inexplicably save someone's life. And they're like, mm-hmm. how did I do that? Or I lifted yeah, a car off of somebody. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in a moment of, of adrenaline rush or whatever in this thing where, you know, and... And, um, yeah, you could have easily just, like, walked away from this this drunk guy. But once he throws a can yeah. of Pepsi at you, you're like, something else takes over. And you're not thinking. And the crazy image of, like, what if cops just came in there and just started shooting people? You know what I mean? We live in that reality mm-hmm. now, too. And you, yeah. you walk outside or and the cops are out there. Or he had something. He had a knife on right. him. Right. Exactly. This is, this is what I'm, what I'm ad- addressing is... In the event of an actual face-to-face confrontation, I walk through life feeling pretty darn safe. And I don't know if that's just uh, the that's just the nature of how I was raised, but I walk down the street and I 
you know, go to my car and I'm walking alone and I, I feel fine. I don't ever feel like I'm really threatened. Obviously, there are big Straight threats. Straight white men. Yeah. Straight <laughs> white men. You know what? No, it is and, a lot of that. And, and, I, that. and I accept and own and yeah. own that. I, I really, really do. Um, and obviously, there are big threats in the world that we all have to be afraid of. But I wonder, I do, I wonder all the time. I'm like, one of these days... After listening to this podcast, somebody is going to sneak up on me and, you know, hold me at gunpoint or whatever. And I, and I have no idea how I will respond to that situation. Mm-hmm. I think, no one does. I think confidence mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. Yeah. We talked about confidence earlier. I am, I do consider myself a confident person. I think that there will be a, a level of that confidence that will step up and say, hey, we can resolve this mm-hmm. or we can figure mm-hmm. this out in a, in a, in a, in a nice nonviolent way. But people are, there's a lot of wacky people out there, mm-hmm. a lot of unpredictable people as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, you just, you just never know. And that's the thing, too. That, and it is, I mean, you know, we've had guests on here on this show before that, you know, uh, you throw know, down, get in the fights. Get in fights, of course. <laughs> no, but just like, uh, you know, al- almost every black guest I've had on the show has talked about the exact opposite feeling that you've had. And it's really yeah. on, on different levels. It level, makes different me levels. sick to my stomach. You know, and, it, n- and, it's a, know and then that is a huge thing when you, when I hear that, I go, wow, that's, that's it right yeah. there. Because they are all trained to think the exact opposite and to feel mm-hmm. the exact opposite for different reasons. And the cops show up, oh, they're double fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, oh, now we're safe because we're trained to be like oh the cops are we'll here we'll talk to them <gasps> Ooh, I'm gonna go yeah, yeah, to talk yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. this cop right that's how I that's how yeah. I see the world you know but um, officer I, friendly <laughs> all of them <laughs> I was at uh, um, I was at out of the closet the other day uh, shot which is a thrift store for those of you guys at LA uh, um, and uh, it is and I was uh Shopping for my sketch comedy needs, <laughs> and uh, in the ladies section, of course, buying all kinds of horrible blouses yeah. and you know Tanya Roberts things that I need oh, to wear. Great. And um, so, but there was a the guy that was working there, and he was really really shaken up. And there was a, there was this uh, probably homeless um, and probably bipolar schizophrenic some sort of mm. thing um, guy there who was very quietly chillingly telling this cashier, "I'm going to kill you." Oh jeez! And this guy is trembling, and he's like, "Get out of here! You got to get out of here! You got to get out of here!" And so then, he walked out, but apparently was standing outside the the store and was hiding from the front door, so the cashier couldn't see him. But customers were leaving, and then coming back and going, "He's still outside. He's still waiting for you." So this guy is is calling um, the police, and they hang up on him twice. And it's mm-hmm. like he's not in the middle of an emergency situation right now, but it could be yeah. at any second. It could change so insanely. And, you know, and this guy was so nervous and, you know, um, and, and was just like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. I'm the only person here, you know. And so I was I had my arms full of like blouses. And <laughs> yeah, I want to know you what, felt what so was safe. your what was your. Were you compelled to interfere or intervene? Well, the guy was standing outside, and I was just kind of keeping an eye on it. And there were mm. also plenty of customers in the store, yeah. and all of us were clearly on this cashier's side. So we all were kind of like, kind of looking out. And then I went over, and I was put some stuff on the counter, and I was just like, "Are you okay?" And he was like, "I don't think so. I, I don't think I'm okay." And I was like, "What was what what?" Hap- why? I, I guess what had happened was that the the guy had had been in there earlier and, went, and was starting some shit. I actually I know because he told me later the cashier told me that the guy had been in there three times that uh-huh. day and just wouldn't wouldn't leave him alone mm-hmm. and was just coming in and making weird threats. And he's like, I just can't be sure of anything. Yeah, you know. And then 
Um, this is so anyway, so we were just sort of like, you know, and we don't really know what's going on, but he wasn't there to buy anything. And, you know, and so, you know, um, I kind of just talked to him and I was like, look, I'm here. I'll just hang out here. I'm in no rush. I'll, I'll, I was like, I'll, I'll do it. I don't know what I'm going to help yeah, him yeah. do. I have no idea. I'm like, you know, and, and so, but I'm like, I'm, you know, I was like, obviously there are plenty of customers here, but just so you know, none of us are going to just leave and just yeah. have you and him. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. Alone. Yeah. And, um, and he was like, thank you. Thank you. And then the cops showed up and they kind of were like so casual about it. It was like no big deal, of course, because there was nothing that had happened and they didn't get. And was shit. the guy, did that guy flee before the cops? The cops, no, the guy was still there and they told the guy he had to leave the premises. They're like, you have to get out of here, which is like, that's all they could really do because yeah. he hadn't done anything. Yeah. You know, and that's that thing where, and then the guy, you know, was talking to, the cashier was talking to the police and they were just like, well, you know, chances are this guy's not really going to do anything. He's just, and the guy was like, I don't, I can't yeah, know that. Yeah. I, you can't promise me that. I'm like, well, yeah, no, we can't. But, you know, and this poor guy, like I went up and I talked to him afterwards and I was like, you know, and he was like, they told this homeless guy to leave the premises, but he's like, I don't feel safe. Yeah. And he's like, and, you know, and this is a, this is, this guy is, was a gay guy and like work it out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And out of the closet, it's a very, uh, yeah. you know, LGBT friendly, um, yeah. you know, thrift store. And he just said, I I started working here so that I could feel safe. And if I and if I can't feel safe here, that I don't worked. know where I can feel safe. Yeah. yeah. And I was Ooh. like, oh shit, I hadn't even taken it there yet. You know what I mean? I was, you know, and he was just like, and I'm like, this poor guy is making no money here. You know, mm-hmm. he is doing this, you know, and and is starting for his life. And he goes, and earlier today somebody came in and tried to rob the place. And I was and and, and I was like, so twice today you've had yeah. these like violent interactions. You know, and this is just your life. This is how, you know, and, and I didn't know what I could do, you know, and also the, the, his credit card machine wasn't working. He was having so a bad day. He was having the fun. day from hell. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm so sorry. The credit card's not working. I was like, no worries. And so I went to the bank. Was there a frozen yogurt shop nearby? <laughs> no. Just going, like, go just get go him and get him some original yogurt. tart. Some, uh, some wonder That's lust. a good idea. Some wanderlust. See, that's wanderlust you are, you're a nice guy, Andrew, because I don't know how to do things like that. That's the thing. I'm selfish. Mm. I don't think like I should get him yogurt. Instead, my yeah. I, I was just like I just I'll paid just, in cash, and I was like, keep yeah, the but change. Then, but then you're blouses. like, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm always like I'm of two minds of like the like doing something that someone didn't ask for because then it's like it's like he's like fuck you. I hate yogurt. What I don't want oh. for your fucking yogurt, your oh. pity yogurt, you asshole. Oh my god! Like there's well, always then that would be like I, there's I've, I've, never, I've never known anybody to turn oh, down you know frozen what? yogurt. You know what though? I told this <laughs> it, on my other show, on my last show. This was years ago, but it happened, and it was fascinating. I was in line at Starbucks, and there was a woman in front of me, and she was just it was, she was paying in cash, and she needed like it was like it was under a dollar in change that she needed, and she didn't have it, but she was gonna. I don't remember the whole situation, but I had change on me, and I was like, here, let me get it mm-hmm. and I put the change down I was just going to pay for her and it wasn't out of me being such yeah, a good yeah, person yeah. I really was in a hurry yeah, yeah, yeah. and wanted to get her the fuck out of yeah, there and I'm like yeah, here yeah. let me pay for you and we'll yeah, move yeah. on like you know pay it I was like sure I don't mind and her reaction was insane yeah, and she was like do- I don't need your money I'm not begging you what, who do I look like to you and she was so offended and people I was like, do not like to be helped if and, they have not asked for help and, that's, and that is something that I and I flew into a rage and uh-huh. at her I was like yeah. I'm so sorry you've taught me not to help people yeah because I, mean, I was like but you'll do that you you will unleash you will speak your mind yeah this is what this is going back to what i how this whole thing started is that i keep like a pretty 
pretty heavy lid on on mm-hmm. you know i have thoughts i mm-hmm. have of very strong things to say but i try not to because i i just i don't know where that's going to go or how that's going to escalate I and i admire no, you I know for that, that because we've spent a lot of time together lately I and i hear you you know i hear you talk i hear you you know i hear you express your frustrations and you know Obviously, you know, this is a podcast is a, a a great way to do that. You know, it's a great outlet for you. But you didn't need the podcast to do it. No, You're I don't. Gonna no, do I it just, oh, I'll scream at the street yeah. when I need to. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know what's better because I do admire, like, you know, even like, you know, we've been doing this play together, Andrew and I have, and it's, and it's been, you know, wonderful and drama free. But when anything does come up, you're mm-hmm. very good to go, hey, let's yeah. chill out and yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's, you know, right. and I blow up at everything. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what's the better the better thing i mean i i definitely had a father that was just so opinionated and emotional mm-hmm. at all times at everything and i know that i handled things better than he did and i try yeah. to have it but i just have i just yeah i have a i have a, a walking it's about learning i think it's if it became a problem in your life it's learning how to adjust but you're not going to change there's no way you'll ever be a person that keeps stuff in. No. So it's about like if it if it was becoming a huge problem in your life, yes. then you like can be yes. like, okay, what can I do to like be still be myself and like make this easier for the world around me and right. myself. Right. And I, like, and I really do try it sometimes to go, I'm just being I'm being crazy. I'm tired yeah. or I'm hungry yeah. or, you know, I'm uh, something. It's usually one of those two things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a primal thing and I'm like it all comes out and I will explode and I really hope that I don't you know yeah that it doesn't turn into because the thing about me is like once I've expressed it I'm good it's I'm yeah. great it's, it's out, out. Yeah. and I've said how I felt now the shitty part about that is that I, I maybe have made somebody else feel bad and I never want to make someone else feel bad mm-hmm. usually but there are times that I'm like I need I, it is a visceral thing I mean Jordan and I were together one time at a party where remember that whose party were we at where we were it was it was a progressive party we went to different places and we went and we were, at, we, were we were at that we were at that bar that's like an arcade in the back oh my god that and, I was literally about yeah, to tell this story and, right oh that's so funny we were so there was like a, you had to go through the back door to get in this bar you know it's the um the the um the line hotel the yeah. bar in there is like an arcade and you have to go through the kitchen to get there and it's very like yes. so cool it just when it opened we went, mm-hmm. I think it was was it McKelligan's yeah, birthday yeah, yeah, it was Matthew yeah. McKelligan's that's birthday that's the uh, the eighties yeah yeah, yeah, yes. yeah 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 and you had to go through it but the girl that was like in charge we were with a big group of people and we were going from party to party yeah and so we had been you know traveling and this and that and I get a little bit like in a group I get a little like okay yeah and a traveling party a traveling parties <laughs> a lot to deal with and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a lot of fun but it's a lot of energy and stress yeah, yeah, and a yeah. lot of a lot of captains in this yeah. group and so <laughs> this girl was so condescending to to all this group of gay guys and just like boys here's the thing you're not allowed to talk to anyone yeah. you're not allowed to do this and yes this is a working kitchen yes, so is, <laughs> yes it is exactly so do not eat any of the food it is not for you like she had this just this horrible energy and I blurted out without anything I go well I hate you so okay <laughs> it was and, like she stopped she's like so everyone good and it was like a moment of silence and Drew goes well I hate you uh, so okay and like and then there was like another moment of silence where we were like did this just happen and then everyone just started laughing oh my god her. and it was I am I, I'm usually not that direct and blunt but that was a moment yeah. where I was like I have to take care of everybody I'm with because that was insanely abusive 
she was like a meek little girl. You never would have done that. And no. pe- people that talk like that in a group, they want they want that they want you to do that. Yeah. And so there was a, there was a, a part of her that liked being yelled at. Better. Oh, uh huh. Maybe a uh, good. Yeah. Well, I also feel like I I feel like I am more reactive than active. Like mm-hmm. I will do that when I feel attacked. Like I was like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't like how you're talking to yeah. my friends right now. Like if she it wasn't just like I looked at her and I was like I don't like her. You know, I'm not going to be like, you know, to mm-hmm. bring up, you know, Steve Martin again, like, na- you know, and the jerk, like, Navin Johnson looks like an asshole. Looks like, I'm not like, going to be that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm going like to be a like. regular. But, no, I mean, I'm just like, it's all like, You're you did reactionary. this to me. And I have to, I, I'm sorry, yeah. but I have to acknowledge yeah. how awful you are. And I guess I'm always sitting there thinking, if I say what I really want to say right now, how much further is this going to have to go? Because right. who am I dealing with? How are they going to respond? Is it going to hurt their feelings? Are they right. going to yell back? Are they going to say nine something times nasty out of ten, to Andrew, me? Nine times out of ten, it shuts it down immediately because yeah. people don't really, they're not expecting it. Yeah. yeah. But it, for me, and you, and we're all different, but for me, when I hold it in, I feel like that is just adding to some cancer inside Drama. me. Like it, yeah, I, yeah. I really do. Yeah. Because I get so mad, and if I don't, and then you'll hate them forever. I'll hate them forever or I'll think about it a day later or yeah. a week later and it'll all come back and I'm like, why didn't I say that thing? Mm. And so I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's like in a moment where it's just you. It's just me. Yeah. Hey, I think but, like I think it is good for in in friendships and relationships, though, to like to know when to say something and, and to when know, not to. and when not to. Yeah. But most of the time, if I'm you're terrified whole, of being in a relationship and just saying the shittiest thing in a, in a place of just me being tired it, or it's hungry. Gonna, I do it all the time. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I know. It's happen. I do it all the time. And you're ask gonna, Mary; she'll tell you. Yeah, you're gonna get. You're gonna like. You're gonna freak out and like say the most awful things to, to your lover. Oh, and I can't it, wait. And you'll just I'm like single everyone. You'll, you'll just get over it. <laughs> um, um, well, I think we're out of time. You no way. We are. That we're was, out of time. I know wow. it flew by, right? It was amazing. You guys were so Should great. We all fight. Let's fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're Let's gonna fight. We're Wait, gonna I want to tussle. Fight. I'm gonna Do get my way to the No, I just wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. Have you ever been in a fist fight? Um, uh, no, I've been hit before, like from like grade school and like I'm, in, uh, again. I'm stuff. sorry about that. Just stop <laughs> hitting me. Andrew punches me in the back of the head a lot. That's the show. Um, no, <laughs> I I can't say that I have. Have you? No. Yeah, I'm no. Flight. So I'm a flight. So I'm not alone. Fight in or that. flight. I'm. I okay. run. Yeah. If when I, I can. When I was a kid, I used to get, like on the playground. People would grab me by the collar and toss me around, and I just, you know, I hated. I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I just, nope, never. No, I was always. I'm always been a, a verbal bitch. Yeah. But like I physically, I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Run I think away. people were probably scared to like really fuck with us because we we always knew exactly what was wrong with them, what their insecurities mm-hmm. were, and we would say it. Like we know how to say it. I know. Mm. That's that's just. Whatever they <laughs> they use their fucking biceps and we use our words. It's Thank everyone. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I well, just want to say, can I can I do it? Yeah, can I do, do it, what? please. Yeah, I just have to say to all uh, twenty two of you who listen to this podcast. Oh, wow, okay, um, twenty four. <laughs> twenty four. Okay. Sorry, I forgot your mom and your dad. <laughs> no, they do um, not. They do not. They but okay. Yeah. Uh, Drew Drogi is making me laugh harder than anyone has ever laughed. Uh, every single week over at Celebration Theater. We're doing Die, Mommy, oh, Die together. Thank you, babe. You're brilliant. And we show. just added yeah. two more weeks yeah, of so performance. So this will be up before we close. So, this is, um, so yeah, we go through the 22nd of April. So if you're in L.A., please come. Yeah, we'd love to out. have you. It's uh, 
it's a it's a great time. It's a real good time. So come check it out. Check it out. Drew looks amazing in peach lipstick. <laughs> I've always said that. And sometimes it gets all over your face. I also look amazing <gasps> well, in peach I was lipstick. Say, you look amazing in my peach lipstick. <laughs> all right. You guys have been wonderful. I want to thank my guests, Jordan Firstman and Andrew Carter. Thanks, Drew. Thank Thanks, you Drew. guys. We love you. Have a great week. We love oh, you. We Happy, week. Love Happy week. Happy week. Happy <laughs> week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.